Hey, wedding pro, welcome to the Book More Weddings with Wed Hustle Pod with me, Joey. And me, Matt. We are both wedding professionals and we work together in, I'm going to build it up every single time, the most incredible, the most awesome kick-ass wedding band. Actual facts you just spat there, dude. Uh, we also have over 20 years combined experience in sales, marketing, and the wedding industry. We're here today to bring our knowledge and experience to you so you can level up your wedding business. Damn right. In each episode, we will focus on a different element of running a successful wedding business. We're going to help you grow and we're going to help you succeed in this really competitive industry. With our pods and everything we do, we want to cut through the noise and obviously just have loads of fun along the way. Because otherwise, what's the point? Remember, before we start, head to wedhustle.com for loads of free stuff and downloads to help you dominate. That's right. Now, in this episode, we're going to focus on the nitty gritty the real why you're not converting your wedding leads. We've got eight reasons here, and we'll probably chuck in a bonus or two. Yeah, man. But why aren't you converting? You're getting loads of inquiries. They're coming in, but just you can't get them over the line. What's happening? It can be really frustrating, man. <sighs> if you've done the hard work, look, you guys know how hard it is to get that lead to begin with, but it becomes even the more frustrating when you might have paid for that lead. You might have put loads of work in on SEO, done loads of stuff on social media. However, you're getting your wedding leads, they don't just come from thin air. There's work that's gone in. But if you're not getting them over the line, what's the point? And it can be so frustrating when you lose them over and over and over again for whatever reason. So yeah, today we're going to talk about just some of the reasons that we see when we're helping wedding pros. We obviously analyze their whole systems and Matt will look at their sales approach and kind of figure out what's going on. These are the things that we see most common. There's other stuff as well um but yeah yeah there's loads of things and it's from the whole the whole journey of of the client is yeah. you know at any point you can lose them you know you might even be losing them before you've even got the inquiry you sure. know so there's all this whole like you say we look at it when we're speaking to clients we look at the pipeline and how 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 the leads are generated where they're coming from how much they're costing you know because if you're getting loads and loads and loads of cheap leads you probably will find that you're not converting a lot of them because they're cheap unqualified leads but it's not sure. that big a deal bit of a waste of time but it's about if you're getting super super qualified leads and when we talk about they might cost you they might not cost you but they the work involved in generating them is time yeah you might not have paid x amount for that particular lead but you might have put loads of work in for years of growing your website or doing whatever it might be to this have got it, that yeah. lead, so that's yeah. it so if you're getting super qualified leads you know and and you might not need as many but they might be easy to convert, but there's still some that you're not converting. Why not? Yeah, you know exactly. What, what's happening here? The, the so, one thing, for... before we get into the the list, I just kind of want to pick up on something that I think that happens to wedding pros is that sometimes they assume that lead equals booking and they're not willing to work enough yeah. to push that over the line. They think as long as they get more inquiries, it's all fine because then I'll get more bookings, right? But there's this whole super mega process that happens from the moment that someone contacts you from the moment that they give you loads of money to go and do their wedding that they're not filling in or they're not ready or willing to work for or know what to do so yeah that, that's such um, yeah such a good statement because right? i think as well people when they're growing their business when they start out they might find that a lot of their their inquiries are from like friends friends of friends sure recommendations from other people they've worked with and the reality is even though they've not necessarily worked that hard for that lead it is a super qualified lead and they're really easy to convert, mm -hmm. you know, so they might only get five inquiries a month, for example, and they, they convert four of them because they're so qualified. Yeah. And then they think, Oh, wow. All I need to do is get 50 
and then I'll convert 40 a month. Really doesn't work like that, you know. Yeah, so, so they're basing their conversion rate off something that's really good. So what's for, for people who don't really know? I mean, we're already spitting out stuff: conversion rates, qualified leads, sales funnel. Uh, Let's go back to the qualified thing, man. Like, what's the difference between a qualified lead and a lead that would be unqualified or less qualified for, for, okay, for yeah. layman's terms? I well, I always talk about sliding scales, and the sliding yeah. scale is, and again, when we talk about cost, um, and it's really hard for me to come away from this. I used to work at a lead generation company, you know. For, for other things so like you 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 can't people buy a number of leads so sure. we don't see that that much in this industry but a super qualified lead would be someone that knows your price knows what you're about likes your work is in the area that you cover has seen you before so is, they're basically ready to book they pretty much go give me a few details yeah oh that's cool right brilliant yeah well how do i book you know, that, that is the most qualified lead you can get. Mm. And then if we go to the other end of the scale, we're talking about really unqualified leads. They often come from things like Facebook ads, where people yep. are just like quick clicking on stuff. They don't really know what they're looking at, what they're inquiring to. And, and in the world of the wedding industry, it could be like someone who is engaged. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is all the qualification you've got. You need someone who's engaged and that, that is it. They don't know what they want. They don't know when they're getting married. The qualification is really, really low. So you've got to work a lot harder at that to get to get a book in and and you'll probably find you deal with a lot of those before you get a book in well i suppose for you you're probably quicker probably don't even realize it but you can spot how qualified a lead is from the instant like second oh, yeah. that they get in touch so you you know you kind of know what needs to be done a little it's bit so yeah it, you can you can tell on a, on a if you get an inquiry that is i saw one today and it was you know they they knew what information to give immediately yeah that tells you they've been looking for a while they know what they're looking for. They know what they want. They've been educated on how things work. So they inquired into the band of, hey, we're getting married on this date at this location. We're looking for a band to do two hours of live music between... They almost wrote a quote. <laughs> so, <laughs> we want a DJ service. We'd like this. We need you to provide all your own equipment, blah, blah, blah. How much will it cost? It's like, yeah. you know, they, they kind of knew everything. I think they said, we love your stuff as well. So they've obviously seen what we do. Yeah. You can tell immediately, wow, this is qualified. You know, they, sure. they know what they're looking for. And then you can, if a message just comes in like, hi, how much are you? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> early days, you know, they need to be, you know, and that you've got to treat them so, so differently. Um, So we're not going to do these points in order. You know, we've written them down in, an, in our order, but we're not going to do them in order because I feel it's worth mentioning like about the first contact. Yeah. So this is... Dude, do I say point number three or point number one or reason or whatever? Do I just really? Uh, people, people can't see our list. Let's say this is point number one. <laughs> All right. So your first contact has got to be right. And again, that comes from that initial communication. Sure. So how have they spoken to you to begin with? It's the first yeah. one. So when, when I, you say how, do you mean it's in like the language they use or as in like how have they phoned you or emailed you? or? We're, we're talking about both, dude. There's so many, there's so many elements to this. Okay. Sure. So have they sent you an email? Have they phoned you up have they sent you a text message we forever say how which much we love facebook messenger because it works perfectly for us have they come via messenger you know how have they got in touch with you because that's how you need to go back to them for a start yeah sure you know, if somebody, okay. somebody emails you don't just pick up the phone and try and call them or don't yeah. stalk them on facebook and send a messenger you know vice versa if they come via messenger don't ask them for an email address so you can reply to them so they've already showed you their preferred communication method by the fact they've communicated via that method so that's how there. they like to get in touch with you and again you know we 
we offer all options, but we steer people to what we like, and what mm-hmm. works best for us, you know, and, and everyone should be doing the same. That's another topic altogether, but that's how you want to get in touch with them. But then how have they communicated? Is it like, hey, guys, love your work. We're getting married soon and we'd love to discuss how things work. Kiss, kiss, kiss. You know, yeah. or is it like I mentioned the inquiry today? It's like, hey, we want a band to do this, 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 and this. A bit more formal because um, that's how you need to go back to them. We've talked about mirroring before. We've talked about all of that yeah. stuff. Um, essentially, that is how you can t- start the conversation with them. I guess it's the first impression, the first time they're going to get a response, isn't it? So that that kind of sets you up for everything that's about about to come. So yeah. it's probably one of the most important important messages that that you might send, or the most important responses, because you can kind of lose them there and then, can't you? If that's it, you're totally you're up here and they're down there. They're already gone, aren't they? Before you even get the chance to sell yourself properly. So totally, yeah. Get on the get on the level with them. Speak to them like you would speak to anybody in person. If someone speaks to you quite formally, you tend to speak to them formally back. Sure. Without even thinking about it. Do you find that, you know, and I, I notice this myself in real life. If I'm speaking to like a builder out on the street and he's all like, right, mate, how you doing? I'm like, how you doing, mate? You know, you just do it back in the same kind of way. Well, I, I think only you're a social chameleon, man. That's what you are. You're very good at that. But I think that comes more naturally. I feel like I'm like that in a, in a way as well. I know exactly what you mean, that I'll speak to people differently, but it comes more naturally to some than others oh totally totally but it but everyone does it and they don't realize yeah, it and it's sure. just, so you know it's it's being aware of that and again we're, we're, we're risking drifting onto a whole different topic here you know <laughs> but essentially yeah so your first first contact you need to be that chameleon in the way you respond and respond sure. to the client how they're speaking to you cool man love it tip tip number one, one. Tip number so one. let's say you've you've smashed <laughs> it you've you've got back to them in like the perfect where you've mirrored their language, you might put some emojis, whatever. Let's say the client wants to do a little bit more research on their own and they kind of start looking around at your stuff. They might look at your website. They might go on your Instagram or your Facebook. What what are we looking to do here? What's one of the reasons, like all the things that we can mess up in this part of the, the flow? Because it well, does against, happen. Yeah, sales isn't just about you speaking to a client. Sales, and I guess this comes onto the marketing element, but it is sales as well. It's like everything that you do and everything that you show people i mean it's your field man it's a social media isn't it you know it's um they're going to look over social media they're going to start browsing everything you do they're going to keep an eye on you and acquiry doesn't happen quickly all the time you know they're looking at so you know we we we've just done a recent podcast about not being boring on social media so they are going to look at your social media and if it's not updated regularly you're going to lose them think about it man if you were booking a wedding venue or a wedding photographer would you look at their Instagram before you book them? See what they're about? Look through their posts? See what they've been doing? Of course you would. Well, the hell wouldn't you? Every single supplier, I bet you're like stalking them to see what they're up to, see what they're about, see what they've been posting, see what kind of person they are, see how often they post. And they're doing that to you as well, like when they're trying to book. And if you're, one, not posting good enough content, but two, not regularly updating enough, it one doesn't give the client the best impression that you're kind of on the ball or busy uh which is another thing that we talk about a lot as well man that we are busy and we make sure we show it on social media so it gives the client that push of like these guys are in demand they're busy they're exciting they should be doing these things so yeah not updating it and just kind of like leaving it to rot just ruins the whole sales process that's it well it, it, again it, it creates that element of urgency you know if they see that you're busy they see that you're in demand they know they need to act quickly before you said anything to them and we've talked about this kind of thing before sure. um 
we know busy bands, we know busy suppliers who don't post a lot on social media, so they don't look like they're busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, you know, if somebody speaks to them, starts a conversation, goes, oh, right, I'll go and have a look at their their social media feed and there's not much on there. Even if the client's still interested, they think, well, there's no need to be quick. There's no urgency, is there? Yeah, you're not getting that across. We call it like creative urgency, don't yeah. we, of like getting the stuff across. So, yeah, man. I mean, short story, you guys know you need to be posting stuff on socials anyway. Obviously, it has to be good content. Don't be boring. Be authentic. All the stuff we always talk about. But keep it updated because mm. it's kind of a red flag in the sales process because they can and will, during the inquiry stage, go and look at your social media stuff. Yeah. And if it's not up to scratch, you might lose them. So, yeah. They'll probably be, they'll be doing that whilst you're speaking to them, you know, assuming yeah. that it's not on the phone, assuming that it's email or messages back and forth. Whilst you're having that conversation with them, they'll be scrolling through your social media, yeah. so they can very quickly be turned off if the if things don't seem right to them, um, and yeah. people will find reasons to stop that conversation. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's 100%. what we're trying to avoid. That's what we're talking about. So, let's say you've had a bit of conversation with them, bit of back and forth. You know, we're we're, we're chatting in a way that they want to chat via email, via message, whatever, they're keen. They're starting, they're, they're generally going to ask for a quote pretty early on. Sure. Um, it's rare that they ask too much before they've got a price because people know they need to make sure it's 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 right for them. And so immediately there's, there's, I guess, two reasons that we can look at here. And the first one is like, how much do you cost? Sure. Now, yeah. It's easy to say, you know, if your price is too high, you're going to lose that inquiry. Let's go back to the conversation you've had with them already. Let's go back to what they've looked at already. If they like you, if your price is a little bit too high, they're still going to pursue things with you. And that's when you sell yourself. Sure. So in a lot of cases, your price might be just a little bit too high, but that's fine. It might be way too high because you're worth it and you get booked at that price, but it is just too much for that client to afford. There's not sure. a lot we can do about that. Yeah. You know, you can sell them to an extent. They may, if they really, really want you, they'll make it work. But we all know there are some situations where it's just not going to work for them. You know, and at, and at the moment we're in a sort of a, you know, a pricing, what's the word? <laughs> an, an economic crisis in the country, you know. When, so when isn't like, there an economic oh, crisis? Always, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, so, but people are, you know, watching what they spend. They're wary but of it, aren't they? Yeah. They just want to make sure they get it right. Yeah. You know, so a high price shows that you're good. Mm -hmm. We've discussed it before. It might be that it's too low. Yeah, man. I don't think people factor that in enough when they're quoting of like how much damage that could be doing to the whole flow that they're doing. If you put all this work in and got the inquiry, but the quote is coming like way, way, way lower than what the client expected. You might think that, oh, I'm doing a good deal and I'm providing value to them that's actually kind of red flags because yeah. the, the price is too low they'll question the quality which is the opposite of what you want and we say it all the time with wedding stuff they want to get the best they want to get yeah. the dream supplier for the biggest day of their life so by you undercutting or pricing way too low you're actually kind of removing yourself from the equation of potential suppliers they'll be looking at because they'll probably have an idea in their heads of like the quality of the supplier they wanted and how much they wanted to spend and if you fall into that happy days so yeah i am um, i was buying wine the other day look at you look at me um <laughs> things going right things going good <laughs> well, things are going really wrong I, I, like, I, yeah. <laughs> that's it yeah uh, I, I was buying wine in the supermarket i don't know a lot about wine but i do enjoy a bottle of red wine 
And Me too. I was looking looking at the, the shelves in the supermarket. And I know in my head, a bottle of wine nowadays is like six or seven quid for yeah, an okay yeah, bottle yeah. of wine. And I was in the supermarket and there was a bottle of wine for £3.50. Suspicious. Exactly. Yeah, I don't trust it, man. Could have been amazing. Yeah, but I ain't spending that. I'm not taking the risk. It's a risk for me to spend half the price on a bottle of wine because what's in that bottle? Why is it so cheap? It was next to a bottle that was seven quid and guess which one I bought? Yeah, man, you bought the... I know you and I know you bought the seven pound. I bought the seven quid wine, yeah. and like did. Just just based purely on price. I didn't read the labels. I didn't look at anything at all. I didn't Google review, nothing. Purely on price. I thought that's too cheap. I'm not going to go for it. Exactly, and the man. same's going to happen with wedding supplies. Yeah, think about the the level of risk you were taking with a bottle of wine is minimal <laughs> compared to somebody booking their wedding venue yeah. or wedding photographer, right? So yeah, maximize that whole feeling, that process you just went through by like twenty. That's the whole reason why pricing low can can mess you up. So that's yeah, it. Man. So you got to get it just right, and you know we've done things about talking about pricing and stuff like that. So we won't dwell on that too much. But there is a pod again. If I've planned this right this pod will have come out after the How to Set Your Prices as a Wedding Pro. So if you haven't listened to that pod yet, go listen to How to Set Your Wedding Prices, because if that's one of the things that you're messing up and why you're not converting, you need to listen to that pod. Packed full of loads of info yeah. um, of how to get it right. So Damn right. Yeah. So yeah, so you've tackled the price being right. And at the same time, you're obviously delivering that price in a quote. Sure. Now, when we say in a quote, it doesn't need to be a formal document saying this is the quote and these are all the things that you get. Yeah, you know, with with most of the time, it's an informal conversation that you're having with people. You need to put some details in there. But I've said all along about, you know, your quotes need to describe what you're doing rather than just list stuff. Sure. Um, you know, and but you do need to tick all the boxes for the client. You know, sure, so man. to relate it to a photographer, for example, they need to explain a few bits and pieces like how long they're going to be there how they're going to deliver the photos, um, you know, what they're going to get involved in, a bit of the process, not just, oh, I'll turn up and take photos. Sure. Yeah, you know, they... so more to it to, to kind of initiate a bit of emotion, I suppose, and explain stuff. So It's got to initiate emotion. We do it. We In our quotes, we describe we how things are going to be. And, you know, the, the big one for me, I always put that dance-offs and crowd surfing is going to happen. You know, it, it creates which, that which emotion, wouldn't, Like you said, that like kind of uh, quote that you send out in like a PDF and you list a thing, like that feels like it doesn't fit in that like really formal template you send across like a quote, yeah. but you can say that, can't you? In a message. And that I mean, is a box that they might want ticked. So That's it. I mean, we, we've mentioned, you know, we say all the time, Messenger is how we deliver them. So it's quite a short message. I don't want it to be too long, mm. but it briefly describes what we do. I explain that we include... PA and lighting, and it's between these certain times, etc. DJ said so all the stuff, but quite. And then I describe the actual event, which is us performing, and it ticks the boxes of everything they need. Um, obviously, there's some questions afterwards. We'll get in that, get to that in a minute. But essentially, you're if that client, if you imagine they've got two or three quotes coming at the same time, and they've they're busy people. People are busy. You know, we always go over this. You know, and yours doesn't tick all the boxes, but the other two do. They ain't coming back to you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes that makes total sense. And I think people fall into the trap maybe of like firing that over too quick without those things in there. And it's mm-hmm. such an easy way to lose them or trying to like 
push for a really formal kind of booking process and we hear about crms and let's send over an automated quote yeah. but I, I know you like to kind of custom quote and put it together based off that. obviously you'll have set things that you'll take from other things like you'll always mention the dance-offs or different things that emote responses yeah. but are you kind of paying attention to what's being said and just customizing it totally and it might only be a little tweak you know and it might only be how you word things you know um if if i sense that they're an older client mm-hmm. you know and, and again this is a beauty of messenger is the fact that you can see a picture of them yeah, you know you man. can sort of see who they are if i sense they're an older client or the way they've spoken tells me it's a bit more of a mature kind of thing um I will explain that, oh, we'll do all kinds of music from like the 60s to modern day. We'll make sure we look after everyone, you know, and if you see there are younger couple who love like going to festivals and stuff, you're like, it's going to be mental. We're going to be on tables. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Indie bangers, pop punk, hip hop, you know, that kind of, you mentioned, so you, and they're only slight tweaks, Mm -hmm. but if I was to send indie bangers, hip hop, pop punk to the older clients, like what what is pop punk i've never heard of this <laughs> this is always missed a comma there i think he means pop and then punk <laughs> i don't want the sex pistols at my wedding no punk it. so yeah. it's just thinking about those little ever so slight changes sure they do they are just tailored to who you're speaking to you know so it's yeah it, templates i don't like having a basic form of what you're doing you, you kind of know what you need to deliver but you tweak it ever so slightly um Cool, man. And again, when I'm doing it with Messenger, it's quicker for me to just type it out than it is to cut and paste and go and change things. So they're all bespoke to that extent. I just know what I'm saying. Well, if we're talking about um, the fact that it's quicker on Messenger, let's just talk about speed in general, man. Would Damn you say right. that's one of the biggest reasons why people aren't converting? They're just simply not quick enough getting back. Yeah. End of right. Next point. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, simple. Yeah. No, it, speed is so so important. We've said it. I think we've probably mentioned it on nearly every pod that we do, and like uh-huh. everything all the time. It's the fact that being quick is is so key. People are busy. People are inquiring to lots of different suppliers. You know, if you're last to get back to them, that's why you're not converting. How 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 slow is too slow? Over a day. See, for a uh, lot of people, they'd be like, "That sounds crazy," but. We live in a modern world, don't we, man? Where people I, expect things. Like I'm sitting here on my phone. I could, if I had enough money, book a flight and a holiday to New York without speaking to a single person in probably a few minutes. Just do it. And like we we live in that instant gratification world, instant responses. Everyone's on their phones all the time. So a day, a day is a long ass time, man. Yeah. I am. Um, I well, we we. We do, you know, to see behind the scenes, we do two pods every Monday and we have a bit of a break between each pod. I respond to two inquiries between the last pod and this pod that we've just done. You know, mm-hmm. I'm all my phone's always here. I can see when there's an inquiry coming in and they will get a response within within the hour. It's yeah. rare that it's longer than an hour. It's rare that it's longer than 30 minutes. Yeah, um, very quick, man. I don't think people realize how beneficial it is to be the first one back, it's, especially I, if they're there. They're, I think you mentioned it sometimes of like they're on the task of booking something really important. They're there ready to go. They want they want to spend money. They want to be sold to. And they're right there looking at their phone screen, waiting for someone to come back that they can book. There are so many reasons why being quick is important. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's endless, really. It reassures them that, oh, this this person is going to be contactable whenever I want. You sure. know, as if they see that you're quick to come back now they know that if it's the night before the wedding and they're panicking and they've got a question that you're going to respond to them. 
you know, yeah. and, it, and I even emphasize that as well in the sales process when I'm speaking to people and say like, look, we're always here. Any questions that you've got, drop us a message and we'll always get back to you. Sure. I, I would probably say every client at some point has said, thanks for getting back to us so quickly. Yeah. I think they're surprised. They're like, yeah. oh, they've come back. Oh, wicked. Yeah. They yeah. are. And, and it shows that it means something. Mm-hmm. It shows that they're used to people not being that quick. Sure. So if you immediately are quick, they're like, oh, well, these are different. This is good. You can get yeah. further along in the sales process before they speak to somebody else. If someone exactly. else has taken a day to come back, you could have already converted them by that yeah. time. And know? again, people are busy. If they've said, right, today I'm going to book whatever, and you send them an automated email that says, I'll get back to you in 24 hours. Like, you've lost a booking. Like, yeah. <laughs> as that, it's gone, you know. So be quick. They'll inquire to a number of people. It's very rare that someone will inquire into one supplier, and that's it. Um, yeah. If you're in the position where people inquire to you and they're like, I have to, every time they say, I want you and that's it, then, well, you don't need to be listening to us. I was like, about to say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fine. But the majority, if you're trying to level up um, and you're not at that stage yet, then by being quick, we'll always get you ahead. You know, if they inquire to three, four people and you're the first one back, amazing. Going back to the qualification of these people as well, if they are new there's they're early on in their search and like i said you can see it's like they're not I, what is your price and they don't know much what's going on and if you're first back it gives you an amazing opportunity to before they've been hounded by lots of suppliers before their inbox is starting to get full of all sorts of things going on yeah. because they're on the search you know you're first back but also it gives you the opportunity to educate them yeah absolutely in most cases, people don't really know what they're looking for or what's involved or anything. And if you're They've the done one it that... before, man, they have never done it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're the one that takes the time to help them out, again, that's another tick for you of being like, you're quick to respond, you're helpful and informative, your price is right, your social media is brilliant, you know, all these things, you know, and all this stuff. It all like, compounds all itself, ticks. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. I love it. Be speedy, people. Come on, be quick. And, and it's important to keep that throughout the process as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, don't just get the book in and then be like, oh, I can leave that sitting there. Yeah. yeah once absolutely. you've made your bed of being a fast, responsive supplier, keep it going. Yeah. Because maybe it's a double-edged sword a little bit. They expect you to be quick. And then when they are in like panic mode nearer the date and you don't respond quickly, then they will start to panic. Yeah. So, oh, the the reality it. is that they you build up so much trust early on with that mm-hmm. that you're kind of you're covered a little bit, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And it's never being quick has never come back to bite us ever. Never. It's only just made us money. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, and yeah, yeah and it, it, even if it is, and I've done this many time before, you know, you've got a good relationship with your client. It's getting closer to the date. You might be on another booking. Mm-hmm. They send a me- message with lots of questions in it or an email. There's no harm in going back saying, I'm just at a wedding at the moment. I'll get back to you properly tomorrow. Yeah. That's cool. And they'll appreciate that so much. It just keeps them calm, keeps them cool. Yeah. Just any any response is better than none, isn't it? At yeah, that that's point. it. That's it. So we've been quick. Yeah. We've been quick. We're, we're bonding. We're building a relationship with the client. And they're going to start asking loads of questions, hopefully, because this is this is key when they start asking questions. And you need to be encouraging them to ask questions as well again when we talk about those people that are early on they might not know what questions to ask yeah they'll they'll kind of realize them themselves as you start talking to them and what's involved yeah that's it and you need to listen to what they're asking for yeah and you need to listen to um sort of how they're how they're painting a picture of their day how they're planning things and you need to respond to that accordingly yeah 
you know, don't tell them that they're wrong, even if they do come up with a crazy idea, but help them, you know, and, and formulate ideas with them. Um, and like say, you know, you sort of, I say, help, help them plan their day with your experience and knowledge based on what they're asking you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so, man. Yeah, it's like kind of what, what they need and want from that supplier in particular and kind of figuring that out, I guess. So. That's it. And again, and it's a bit like, when you're in this conversation and they're asking questions and, and you, you, you're building there, you can kind of, I know you picked up on this conversation recently I had and it's like they, it's a bit like a game of chess and you can set up questions because <laughs> yeah, they yeah. don't know what they're going to ask, you know. So there was one recently, they, I always ask people, have you been looking for a band for long? And the reason I ask that question is because there's pretty much two answers that they're going to give and both of them give me a path of where I'm going to, it's like a game of chess, you know, give me a path of what I'm going to, a move that's next. So one question is, no, we've just started. There's so many bands out there. It's a bit of a minefield. Yeah, no, totally get it. It allows you to then educate them sure. and tell them what's involved, ask them what kind of band they're looking for. And then, you know, tick all those boxes for them. You know, yeah, that's us. That's fine. You know, because generally if they found you, we've ticked a few boxes, you know, sure. and help out with that. Or if they are a long way down the line, which I love this one, it's like, yeah, we've looked at loads of bands and, you know, they're all merging into one and we can't quite figure out what it is that we're looking for. So, well, you you know, the longer you leave it, the fewer options there's going to be. Yeah. What is it you are looking for? Now, I, when I did this the other day, it's like I whatever they said, we were covered. <laughs> yeah. Any answer that they give, you're basically asking them to describe their perfect idea of the wedding supplier. And then when they give it you, you're telling them, yes, that's us. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, So yeah. You're, you're really pulling the puppet strings on that conversation, aren't you? And I, yeah. I get a sense sometimes when you're doing this that you're kind of playing the game of being one, two, or even three steps ahead of the client where you're almost like playing predictive mode of like, you know what the response is going to be, but you're making sure you go through the process of asking these certain questions to get them to this kind of like final goal so well 100 the, the final goal is them making the booking yeah absolutely you know so we need to we need to steer them and especially and this is why i like messenger so much because you can do this it's it's it can be done on the phone as well it's tricky mm -hmm. to do via email but it can yeah. still be done via email but you know messenger you know you have this back and forth and you can sort of build this little path but ultimately yeah the end goal is to get a booking yeah you know, the end goal is to be playing at their wedding, taking pictures of their wedding or, or whatever it might be. So work backwards from that. How do you need to get to that point? Sure. Yeah, you what, what need... hoops do they need to jump through? What boxes do they need ticking? What things do you need to have said to them to get them there? Because you're not going to get these leads, are you? You might do if you're lucky that just like come in and I want to book you and you don't have to go through those. Yeah. The ones we have to work harder for. Yeah, absolutely, man. So That's it. So yeah, so li listen to the, what they want you know describe why that's you help them realize what they want sometimes as well you know yeah. sort of but by, by not doing any of that again that's another way you might lose them okay yeah so we're getting close now to actually making a booking woo look at us look at us go but the client's gone quiet oh damn it. <laughs> where have they gone what's where happened the hell have they gone oh what have i done wrong yeah how have i messed this up they're probably just having a chat Sure. This is a generally a couple that are making these decisions. You're generally speaking to one of them at the time. You know, they're probably going to have a conversation. They might be going to speak to, you know, a parent, 
somebody that's helping out. They might be wanting to confirm a few details at the venue. They've generally got to go away and just make sure everything's okay. They might just be on holiday. We do anything. Could Absolutely, be anything. man. So and what do we might, do? They might not always tell you. Joey, you know what we do. I know, but I've got to tease it out of you, man. Yeah, you do what you do. I've got to follow the path. The <laughs> Even though I know the answer, you know. We just, just follow them up, man. How many people like, are like not doing this and they oh, should be doing like, it? It's, it's... No one wants to be a salesperson and everyone feels like they're being annoying if they follow yeah. up. Um, I mean, I've seen it, dude. In the inbox, you straight up just get bookings from following up. I'll oh. see you like... I'll look at the times and it'll be like, I don't know, eight in the morning, whatever. And you'll just send out like a batch of follow-ups to the people you spoke to that week. And you're kind of like poking the nest with, with the stick. And then you'll get like a couple bookings out of it. And it's like, what if, what if you didn't do that? What if you hadn't sent those messages? It's like, we would have lost out on thousands, man. Totally. That's it. You know, and you might even, and it sounds daft, but you might even lose out on those bookings because somebody else has booked you. And that, well, why is that a problem? Because you've got to go through the process again with somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you've gone through the process with somebody. They've gone away to think about it. You've not chased them up. And then maybe a week later, somebody else inquire for that date. And you've got to go through the whole process with them. Yes, you might get the booking. But the time you've put into that. And then that person comes back, wants to book you. Oh, look, it's gone there. So just a nudge. Like you say, you just poke the nest a little bit. As I've simple got as that. Two, two questions that wedding pros might have and listen to this. So... Okay, we know we need to follow up, we know we need to chase. Uh, when and how many times? Okay, yeah, everyone always asks us that. Okay, I always say, after your initial conversation, chase up the next day. Sure. 12 to 24 hours later. And let's go back to talk about speed. We're chasing up before some people have even responded. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, some people that take 24 hours or more to respond. We're chasing, we've, we've given a quote out, we've had a conversation you know, we've we've gone over all the details and we're chasing up before somebody else has even given them a quote. So, again, you're making sure that you're at the forefront of their mind and conversation. And it can just be a polite. There's a few that I use, like, oh, if you've given them a quote and you've given them information and they've not asked questions, they've not come back. It's just like, did you get the message? Yeah. So it can be like a softer chase up. It doesn't need to be like, yeah. Do you want a book? <laughs> exactly. Thing. That's it. Yeah. And that's what people are scared of. That's what people don't yeah. like. They don't want to do that whole like pushy, pushy, come on, let's book. It's just like, oh, just checking that you got the quote. Yeah, I got it. Going to have a look at the weekend. Cool. Yeah. And I love and the they... tip that you give of like when they say when they're going to look over it, you kind of mentally set a thing. You could do it manually as well. Yeah. But like if they say, oh, I'm going to chat with my partner tonight. So you can go back the next day and be like, did you guys have a chat last night? That's exactly it. That's exactly your date for you of when, because they've already said when they're going to do it. And again, by having these conversations early on, that's how you you formulate that chat, that follow up process, you know, and and build it from there. So, yeah, just follow up. Now, how many times? This is a tough one. Does it depend also how much you want the book in a little bit for how many? Yeah, if you really want it. But then you do risk sounding desperate if you're chasing them every day, saying, hey, True. guys. And, and, and that's, <laughs> that's what people worry about. So <clears throat> it's it's nice to know that they've booked somewhere else if, they, if they're if they non-responsive. Or it's nice to know that it's like, no, it's not for me. It, yeah. it sort of puts it away. If you've got lots of inquiries and you're getting lots of bookings, you might not need to chase more than once. Sure. So Does it, that make it, sense? You it, know? I guess it's totally dependent on your own situation. Of yeah, like, yeah. I think sometimes something you've said ages ago is like the go for no situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of chase until you know either way. But then I guess after a few chases, if they're just not saying anything back, you know that that's this is it. Yeah. If if they're not responding, I tend to like if I if I chase up once and then maybe a second time and they've just not responded to either of them, 
I forget about them. Yeah, leave it there. If you chase up and they say, oh, we haven't had a chance to sit down yet, that's that's good because that means you can chase up a few days later and say, have you guys sat down yet? Yeah. You know, so it, it really is circumstantial. It depends on the conversations you've had and the responses that you're getting. I think you get a judge of it, but then turn it up a little bit more. So you'll get a judge and think, oh, I probably shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't chase them. Just turn it up a notch. Yeah, you should. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Exactly. Really? If yeah. you're thinking, I definitely shouldn't chase that person. Like, they're really not interested in me. Yeah, they're, they're probably not. The, the yeah, worst, could... worst, worst that can happen is they don't respond. And yeah. the best that can happen is you get a booking. Totally. So, yeah, you may as well just... Totally. How you chase them is entirely up to you. What you do with it. Um, I always like to say somebody else is interested in the date. Sure. You know, it gets it done. Um, or we're getting booked up really quickly for next year. Again, your social media can help with this. Yeah, absolutely. What did we post recently? Like, um, we've got one Saturday left this year. Yeah, it's crazy. And, we... and then the inbox exploded. Mental. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, it, yeah. yeah, little things like that can help as well. So it's it's thinking about the bigger picture. Cool, so man. I'm aware that I've rambled on about sales. And it's not always that exciting, but it's so important. But we've got one key tip that is one like... Big, one big one left to go. Everyone misses this one. and And it's really important. It's asking for the booking. Yeah. That's the whole point. I, I think that comes from fear, dude. I think oh, it comes from being scared. Yeah. So what, what you're saying is you've done all this work. You've, your price is right. Social media looks awesome. You've mirrored people. You've chased up. You're almost there. You kind of, you've, you've lined everything up. You've got the sniper. You're aimed at the target. Time to pull the trigger, isn't it? That's, That's it. Just point. say, should we get you booked in? Yeah. Do you guys want to book? So, that's it. That is the yeah. tip. It's as simple as that. You know, people people are scared of giving out a price. People are scared of um, chasing up. And people are really scared of asking for a booking because they feel yeah. that you're a salesperson. It's so powerful, man. Because, <laughs> again, best and worst case scenario. Best case, they say yes. Awesome. Worst case, they say no. And they'll probably tell you why. In which case, you've then got a list of possible objections to handle. They could say, "Uh, we're not quite sure at the moment. It was a bit more than we were thinking of spending. Okay, we can deal with that. We can handle it. We might be able to do something. Or they say, we're not ready yet because we're still speaking to X, Y, and Z. You can handle that. So you can say, well, I'm going to get booked up soon. The best ones do. There's loads of lines you can give. So. Yeah, it's such a powerful line, man. Yeah. But there's a time and a place, isn't there, for, for using it? That's so. it. And it's it's kind of like, you know, yeah, it's it's a call to action. It's it's a, a way to get them to do something because we don't want them leaving the conversation thinking, well, what do I do now? Yeah, they, they don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's it. So, yeah, ask for the booking. Try it out. I think I gave a tip recently as well. Um, no, it was on our video, our course that we're, we've kind of mentioned a couple of times. Of making, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> Stick a post-it note on your laptop screen or something saying, like, ask for the booking, just to sure. give yourself that nudge to go and do it. Yeah, if you put this much work in, you've gone through the whole process, you're going to do it, man. You're going to ask for the booking, otherwise, what's the whole point? But Exactly. Yeah, I guess don't be scared. You'll know when the time's right, and there's a reason they've spoken to you. They want to be sold to. They want to book with you. They want to book somebody. They won't be speaking to you unless they were on the hunt for X supplier, whoever it is. So yeah, that's right. Get it over the line. Wow, that was a lot of sales chat. Yeah, but I think it's going to help. If you've listened to that all the way through, you're going to be a super mega sales machine at the end. Yeah, of this. I think. Yeah, I think all of those things. If people take them on board, um, people people don't like sales help. <laughs> people don't like sales training. I think it, 
there's a there's a bit of a stigma around it of like oh dirty car salesman kind of thing and stuff like yeah. that people don't like all these things are just like ways to improve your business and yeah. that's what this is all about isn't it you know getting 100%. things better you know and and you you can be as as amazing at what you do but if you're not selling yourself properly you ain't going to get the work yeah you know, exactly so, it's the key yeah. bit like it's the bit that actually turns people into people that are going to spend money with you which is like the whole point so yeah man that's absolutely Damn huge right. awesome tips Whoa. awesome tips today, man. well um i guess we'll we'll wrap it up there um but obviously we said this before but if you guys like what you're hearing just press all of the buttons there'll be like follow stuff like stuff stay up to date subscribe i think is something you can do on spotify so you can stay up to date when other parts come out um so yeah do the thing join the group stuff oh yeah the group group. if you go to wedhustle.com you'll get both of these things so you'll get free stuff and you can join our amazing group of awesome weddings weddings with wed hustle yeah come and get involved and like help each other out and i guess if you need more help actual one-to-one help with us uh get in touch and we can do that for you as well be awesome we'll level up together and help take over the world uh but yeah much love everyone thanks for listening peace bye bye